and welcome to PGS Parental Guidance. Suggesting. Are you are you using the Jeff Goldblum, Chris Walken school of deciding when I'm going to pause or use inflection? Yes. Oh, okay. well, good. It's a good school. It's good. Adam Craven. Accredited. I know it is. Fake uh, school. Uh, my youngest child, Jenna, is learning sign language. And so I, of course, did the classic SNL. Our top story tonight. Mom, that's not funny. I said, well, actually, actually well, it really was. 1975, it was killing. I'm yeah, just, just saying. <laughs> it was holding up well. I said, you, you had to have been there. Why don't, you, why don't you tell the not quite ready for primetime players they aren't funny? Please, go ahead. <laughs> tell them that. Travel back in time and tell them that. I will tell the cast of S and L that they're not funny. Because that's what the N stands for. Exactly. What else It's like Munch and Crunch. <laughs> Uh, so you have been seeing movies that apparently no one else is. That's well, I mean, honestly, that's that could you could put that on my tombstone. Yeah, if you really wanted to, Adam Adam Craven's lies here. He watched a lot of movies <laughs> that no one else did. So I mean, I've I've championed Waterworld for years. Yes, I know. I'm just I'm just. I'm just saying. Yes, and I can attest to your champion Waterworld. <laughs> I did see it that one time, but I will watch it again just to see if the passage of time has made me find it interesting. I'm just like I, I have the laser disc. Like I know I, I have the DVD, the Blu-ray. Kind of sad. It's fascinating. <laughs> it's fascinating. And then that he did it on dry land and delivered mail is even more fascinating. You know, it, I, listen. If you want to start me on the Postman and Waterworld, I've got I've got at least four hours worth of information on the spot. <laughs> like you let me research it, I, I I can give you an encyclopedia. Adam did not have a rich social life in high school. Well, I mean that also depends on what your definition <laughs> of rich social life <laughs> is. Did I have friends? Yes. Were they fictional characters in movies? Yes. Also, yes. <laughs> now, uh, you saw uh, not the man who would be king, not the once in future king. It was the kid, no, the kid who would be king written by written and directed by Joe Cornish. And if that name means anything to you, also developed Ant-Man and a line of hens. Uh, no, 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 not that. Well, I mean, that's probably where maybe. he gets his name. Like maybe okay. they made Cornish. Hen- I don't know. But that's his last name. Um, he also worked on Tin Tin with Steven Spielberg. So, mm-hmm. guy knows some talent. Mm-hmm. Um, stars the the son of Andy Serkis. What? Yeah. Apparently, is he a gorilla? Apparently, apparently talent is like genetic in that family. Now, is the is the son of Andy Serkis a movie I would also watch? Uh, is he actually there, or is he? You know, did Andy Serkis motion capture yeah. his son? Yeah. No, it's a, as far as either either it's just some spectacular special effects, mm-hmm. or his his son is legitimately there. And well, now I'm just fascinated. How old is his son? Um, looks to be like ten. Oh, okay. I, I don't know right. exactly the age, but yeah, I mean, he is he is the kid that oh. would be king. Oh, okay. Yeah. And in see, I haven't even seen the trailer, but in my mind, it's a it's a young. Gollum, but not Smeagol. But it's a young Gollum. I I want to. Um, and that's not do the the he. I, I noticed the name, and that's what made me start digging. And mm-hmm. that's when it's like it had those you know the blurbs at the end. It's like is the is the son of noted, and I'm just like hold that's. I I knew circus wasn't really a popular like last name, but mm-hmm. I was like, what are the chances that guy is right. really Andy Circus's son now. 
Before you tell me how awful the movie is, how was he? He he was actually pretty good. Like I said, apparently, like talent runs in that family. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's quite as like prolifically talented as oh, his come father on, he's is. 10. Give him a break. I'm I'm just saying, like at this point, if you do apples to apples, he's yes. not quite quite where his dad is, but his dad's got a couple more years on him too. Okay, well, he's got a 21-year-old daughter, a 19-year-old son, and a 14-year-old son. So I guess this is Louis or Sonny. Louis. I would Louis? Think. Louis? I, I don't Louis? know. That seems like... Louis-Georges Circus? Louis-Georges. <laughs> it's either that or Sonny Circus. I... Whose middle name that, I, I that hope sounds, is Oscar. That sounds like the happiest carnival you've ever been to. I hope Sonny... S-O-N. I hope Sonny Circus has a middle name with an O, so his initials are S-O-S. I truly, deeply hope that. So, it must be the youngest who is looks about 10. Is yeah, playing playing very young. Okay. Yeah. So, what is the story? Um, essentially, it is an adaptation, as you might have guessed, of the Arthurian legend. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever saw... Um, the movie Young Sherlock Holmes. Yes, reminded me a lot of that. Like, um, takes it's it's very British. Uh, takes place at a school. Um, you're getting all these characters that are like you have a, a, a stand-in for Lancelot, mm-hmm. for Arthur, for Merlin. Like, basically, it's a very young version of this, but it ties directly into the uh, the actual original the. When when I say Arthurian legend, the one that most of us mm-hmm. associated with. So the the Merlin stand-in was he just held back several years? Well, actually, Patrick Stewart, that Patrick Stewart, um, is Merlin. However, it states in this reality that he ages backwards. So Merlin uh, takes can uh, do different kinds of transformations, like he can turn into an owl. One of them is uh, a boy that looks to be probably about. 16 um and merlin the way he seems to understand the 20th century um think if you had austin powers show up in a james bond movie okay he understands yes as austin 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 powers shows up shows up and yeah baby like he seems to understand kids in the 90s the same way that austin powers understood what the 60s were actually like one of the funniest characters in the movie. Like, okay. he shows up and he's he's just like, yes, I, I am a 14-year-old boy. There is nothing strange going on here. Hello, classmates. How are you? What is going on? <laughs> like, just so overt and almost in a way that you don't, um, you, you're not, he he's completely oblivious to it. But the moment you see him, you're just like, something is off. Something mm-hmm. is strange. This boy is weird. Like, you don't understand that it's actually, like, a, a wizard, like, several thousand years old, inhabiting the body of a young man. Mm-hmm. Easily one of the funniest characters, the way he decides that he needs to perceive things, or the way, oh, this should just be normal. I uh, So does the young Merlin, the 16-year-old-ish one, does Patrick Stewart's voice come out of him? No, oh. but every so often, he would, like, if they're not listening to him, like, at one point, he turns into Patrick Stewart, and he goes... I promise you, I cannot do this every time. You will not listen to every word that I say. <laughs> this is extremely gr- draining. And then, like, Patrick Stewart just flops back on the couch. He he finds out that there is a potion that actually, like, helps him do his spell casting. Mm-hmm. It needs, like, the, the a certain kind of blood. 
um, like crumbled up bones and all this. Like in the first person he sees, he actually he's like, I am deprived of energies. Fetch me crumbled up bone, the blood of a like a, a red raven and all this. And they're they're like, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it turns out. Um, the crumpled up bones can be found at a local fast food eatery mm. uh, called Finger Lickin' Chicken. Mm. A lot of the chicken and the breading they use is actually just crumpled up bones. I see. The red dye that they use in the soft drink um, is perfectly suitable because it is, it's driven, it's like a beetle blood or something mm-hmm. like that. So everything that he can find is, is actually a substitute for real food in this fast food place that's local. So Merlin is constantly eating buckets of chicken. That is funny. Um soft drinks and i I forget it's it's like a dessert or something so basically young merlin is you a lot he's a lot like me except he can actually cast spells Mm -hmm. and i am not um a young stand-in for patrick stewart i'm not a young stand-in for anything anymore much less patrick stewart now so far what you've told me about this movie makes me want to see it and it makes me feel they're setting up a a whole franchise, and yet in your eyes, I see disappointment. I think this is a casualty of 20th Century Fox being purchased by Disney. Mm. The fact that it was released in late January tells me that they didn't have a lot of faith in it. Um, the fact that the executives and probably just about anybody in charge of this film at 20th Century Fox either is about to be released... Um, doesn't work there anymore already. Um, I, I think this just, it was kind of just put out there because Disney was like, well, we're sitting on a $60 million movie. We might as well get some kind of return on it. We don't want to put a lot of money into this thing because we didn't do it, but we have a finished film. Let's put it out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe by the time it goes on to DVD, Blu-ray, you know, video on demand, whatever, uh, maybe maybe we'll we'll break even. Like, they've shifted around X-Men, which is a legitimate, like, big-name property around... It was supposed to come out back in November. Then it was supposed to come out this February. Now it's coming out in June. Like, I I don't think they know exactly what to do with the 20th Century Fox properties that were already in production whenever the the Disney Fox deal took Mm -hmm. place. So this movie itself? Based on just the merits of the film itself, how is it? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. It's it's actually really good. Oh, okay. It the the King Arthur that came out that from I want to say Universal, was it last summer, maybe summer before mm-hmm. last? The one that they spent like 170, 200 million dollars on that just stank to high heaven, like it's better than that one. Like Well, that's good. Guy, Guy Ritchie directed that one and I'm actually a fan of Guy Ritchie, but if you look at, I think they wanted him to do what they did with Sherlock Holmes with that movie. Mm. But Sherlock Holmes had something that that King Arthur didn't have. Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. You've got to have that element that like just draws people in. And Charlie Hoonan, mm-hmm. he's the one from Sons of Anarchy. I can't think of. Oh uh, yeah, I, I didn't even see it. So it's. I mean, it's. If I would have just caught it, if it was a made-for-TV movie. Um, I think I, I would have been fine with it. I've been oh, okay. Like this is interesting, but to know that they spent like a hundred and seventy some odd million dollars on it tells me I'm just like that. Some someone someone did not know what they were doing with it. That's a shame. Kind of so, in the same the, the Robin Hood that came out. What was oh, it? Oh yeah, 
just how I was like, yeah, if this had been like a made-for-TV, like TNT movie or something, came on, you know, Sunday one night, yeah, I would have been fine with that. I would have been like, okay, that's that's a... But to be like a multi-million dollar like film, neither of those really fit the bill. This was a reasonably priced um, movie. Like, I think it was about $50, 60000000 million. That's mm-hmm. not bad for a movie like mm-hmm. nowadays. Um the script is clever. Uh, Joe Cornish, like I said, directed and wrote it. It's actually a really clever in- interpretation of it. Reminds me a lot of like if you took kind of that Harry Potter aesthetic mm-hmm. and applied it to the Arthurian legend, which I think is what they were probably trying to do. With I, I know I mentioned young Sherlock Holmes, but I know the seven people that watched that, uh, of which I am one. And me, so. Um, you five others. Like I said, the... Those the and Young Sherlock Holmes was another really good movie Mm -hmm. that nobody saw, and I think this is just going to become another one of those Mm. that goes to the. Well, I was about to say the kids section of the video store, but that that doesn't exist anymore. No, it does not. Just in your fantasy. So, um, is it really tanking, or is it just? I mean, it's not doing Avengers money. No, Uh, well, very few things do. (laughs) Like, say scoring two hundred and fifty, two hundred and sixty million dollars opening weekend. Everybody wants Avengers money. Yeah. Um, the last I looked, and this was a couple couple days ago, um, I think it did $7 million its opening weekend. And that $60 million number is not including, like, advertising, of which they're not doing a ton. Mm-hmm. But, like, let's say $20 million on the low end. That means this film has done, cost $80 million, hypothetically. And it's done a return of seven million in the U.S. And I let let's say it's maybe done fifteen overseas in a mm-hmm. bunch of different territories. You're still looking at a loss of around fifty to sixty million dollars for 20th Century Fox. And like I said, no one was championing this movie. Like yeah. I barely saw any advertising for it. Um, but I, I, as I think you and you and I have discussed before, I'm a huge fan of the Arthurian legend. Mm-hmm. And even stepping outside of this. It's just an interesting, fun take on the Arthurian legend through the kind of the parlance of, like I said, very, very Harry Potter or young Sherlock Holmes. The only advertising I saw was, I think, a poster in the theater when I last went to the theater. That's it. I mean, so I recognized the title. I knew absolutely nothing about it. And that's a shame. There's there's a lot of talent. Like uh, Morgana is played by... um, it's the the uh, the main girl in the Mission Impossible movies. The one that is the British agent to oh, Ethan yes. Hunt. I can't think of her name right mm-hmm. off the top of my head, but she plays Morgana in this. Like I said, Patrick Stewart yeah. is Merlin. Um, Joe Corn. Like th- there's talent all over this thing, and just I, I I was in the theater with one other person when I saw this. And she sat uncomfortably close to me. I don't I don't know if it's the older woman from Instant Family that <laughs> wanted to talk with me after, but like she talked to me a lot more and considering it's like and we were in one of the large theaters, like one of the two hundred fifty, three hundred seaters, she was sitting like four seats away from me. Like it's the equivalent of and like talking to you. Yes. <laughs> and I'm I'm just like and I don't know this person. It's not like we we had casually met and we've been friends for years. Just this Older lady, um, real chatty, doesn't understand boundaries. It, it's the equivalent of like when you go in the bathroom and there's like a line of urinals 
and you go to the one right beside the one the person that's already in there. You don't do that. You space it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a crowded bathroom, sometimes you have to go to the one beside them. But not if there's no one else in the bathroom. Yeah, that's disturbing. I'm at an, like I said, a 300-seat theater sits four seats from me. So you had gotten settled and gone, ah. Oh, I was like, I got, I got this puppy all to myself. Then she waltzes in, sees me, and is evidently like, I've made a friend. <laughs> she doesn't understand. Like, and you know when I go to the, th- like, I purposely pick points that people aren't there. If they would let me go in when they were closed, oh, I'd do that every time. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm talking about, like, it's a, like, I want to say, like, a Friday at, like, 10 a.m. or a third. It's, it's some weird time that no one is at the theater. Except for your Except friend. for my, my new best friend, I guess. All mm. right. Well, then I would say go and see the kid who would be king. And, and you better hurry because, because it's, I mean, like I said, it's just, it's tanking and undeservedly so. Like the, the, the most recent Robin Hood, not, not a great movie. Um, the, the King Arthur that Universal tried to turn into a universe. Not that, I mean, like I said. I've I've eh. really seen no, I've seen no King Arthur stories that stand up in my mind to what it could be at all. There's like sparkling things here and there, but nothing consistent. You had, I think, King Arthur came out in 2004. Jerry Brockheimer produced it. They decided to delete Merlin from it. They made it this gritty, realistic take. Uh, Clive uh, Owen, I think, Mm -hmm. starred as, like... And they gave it to the guy that directed Training Day. Because if if anything, when I watched Training Day, I said, this man needs to do medieval fantasy. Because <laughs> that's what that's what Training Day is at in, in, in its essence, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So for me, my my best King Arthur film is still Camelot the musical. Well, I mean, you've you've got a lot of ones again, like you said like and you can pick out film. hints of them. Like yeah. first first night. Sean Connery oh. is King Arthur. Yeah. Okay. First. Yeah. Night, I'm. Oh, that's yeah. Delightful. You've got it. But you know what they did there again? They had David Bowie dancing songs. They they delete Merlin out of it again. Like it's basically just a romance. Richard Gere is Lancelot, which I oh, don't. I'm, no, I'm mixing up First Night with the Heath Ledger. Knight's Tale. See? Yeah, that's not King Arthur. No. I'm just saying, like. If you were to let me just kind of cherry pick I also like, like Night's through all of this, like I could probably put together a pretty solid um, King Arthur. Michael Bay at one point was attached to a King Arthur movie. And I tell you, <sighs> I kind of want to like travel to an alternate dimension to see what that turned out like. Like he would still probably find a way to wave the American flag during it. Mm-hmm. There would probably still be robots and somehow a car chase. And I don't know how you do that in like medieval camel, but I guarantee you that guy's just like, we need to get some Chevy product placement. And they're like, did you, is that carriage a Chevy? And he's like, now. oh yeah, it is. It is now. All right. Kid I mean, who think would about be the explosive. I know. Merlin's like explosive spells. I'm just saying. They would blow up real good. I'm not saying it'd be a good movie, but no. that puppy would be watchable. <laughs> Michael Bay, if he knows how to do nothing else, like, he knows to, how to put together some like just visual eye candy. He that's knows that's sure. them them exploding. <laughs> I was, like Bad Boys Two. Is it a good movie? Eh, no. Is it watchable? But, oh yeah, I will watch that thing at the drop of well, a hat. Well, Adam, Bad Boys. What you gonna do? 
Bad Bad Boys for Life coming to theaters at the beginning of next year. They're doing a third one. Not Michael Bay. I don't even. I don't even. I'm just saying. You're listening to Parental Guidance Suggested Movie Reviews in the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center with Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens. Um, so, a movie doing even worse than that at the box office is... Well, there, there's a couple. Um, I don't know that it's doing worse than. Uh, Escape Room is also not setting the world on fire. And is Escape Room about a room from which you must escape? It's yeah. It's not cleverly titled. Okay. Like it's pretty. It's pretty straightforward. Is it an escape room? As in the game type of escape room? It takes its. Let, let's say it's Genesis from that. Okay. But like this room in particular, whereas in like, if you don't get out of like the escape room, in if you go to an escape room, you don't die. Ah. Like you you you're just like. Okay, let us out. We're, we can't We can't get out. Let us out. And they're like, ooh, you missed this clue. Sorry, buddy. But you don't ever kill your patrons. No, that's bad. This, ru- this, so this escape is a horror room, movie. It, it kind, of. kind of reminds me of Saw. Like, not quite as brutal mm-hmm. as Saw, but like it's, there's not necessarily like, it, it's not like a slasher. Like somebody isn't coming in and stabbing them with machetes. You have to get out of the room. You've got basically a time limit in these rooms or something will kill you in this room. Maybe it's heat. Maybe it's cold. Maybe it's poison. Maybe you fall from something. But every time, like, and they're like. So why would you go into the room in the first place? You don't. There is a, all of these people are sent. um, They're not letters. They're, they're boxes that you have to like open up. Almost like Rubik's Cubes, but not quite. Oh, okay. And you get a $10,000 prize. If you get through this and like all of them are at a point, except maybe one of the characters that they could really they could really use that ten thousand dollars. Does Frank Langella deliver the box? No, Hmm. no. Hmm. But that's probably good. He uh, he's good at that. Yeah. But usually bad things happen Mm -hmm. after he delivers boxes. Just just saying. So who is in this? Anyone? It really no. nobody of. I think the uh, Deborah Ann Wool from uh, uh, Daredevil mm-hmm. plays um, like the the secretary uh, Karen Page. Mm-hmm. For I, I don't know if anybody knows the actual name of the character besides Daredevil on that. She's in that, and she's probably she was the, also in True Blood as Jessica. All right. Well, I've never seen True Blood, so that makes sense. There you go. Um, no, no real like large name actors. Um, no, no names are appearing above the title. Oh, if that okay. makes if that makes any so sense. So no one with a really really powerful agent is in this film, right? Okay. Which probably kept the budget down. And it's a it's a pretty intriguing concept. And honestly, if this would have caught the right way, you you could have turned this into a a franchise. Like it lends itself very well to it. Like I don't want to give away too much about like what. Happens. Is it a bad movie or is it no. just kind of an okay movie? It's it like I don't I don't like horror movies. Like mm-hmm. I was not a fan of the Saw movies. Like I've I like like one of the Friday the thirteenth movies and maybe two of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. So I'm not in the bag for this kind of movie. It's re- like the logic adds up in it. Like they've got to talk their way out of these rooms. They're basically all puzzles. And you've got a certain amount of time to solve whatever it is that it's asking you to do before the room is going to kill you. Then you move on to the next room that's going to kill you. Then you move on to the next room that's going and to so kill you. And so it's a group of people that shrinks, or are they all in different rooms? They're they're all in the same room, and okay. they move they they move together as mm-hmm. long as one of not all of them make it out. Of course, I'm going to tell you that. 
And did they find out the evil genius behind it all and why it happened? And um, How much of that do you want me to... You could just say yes or no. Um, they, they, they do give you the... Kind of an the, the impetuous, yeah, yeah. You okay. do get an explanation for it, but I don't want to go. Okay. I don't, I don't like you know ruining nah. that part of movies. But it, it, it's also done in a way that if they wanted to, like if Escape Room had a done like let's say 170 million dollars, mm-hmm. Escape Room Two easily, easy, like this could have been a franchise movie, which I'm guessing is probably what they wanted out of it. I don't think it's doing well enough, and like I said, it. The film looks reasonably like cheap. There's not a whole lot of CGI. Um, it's probably all shot shot on back back lot. Um, you don't have any like actor like I'm sure putting like Chris Hemsworth in a Thor movie mm-hmm. isn't cheap. Like I, I'm I'm betting none of these actors scored over a million dollar payday if that. Mm-hmm. Like really reasonably priced movie, interesting movie. Like I was engaged enough by it, but I don't think that. It's going to make enough money that the producers or the studio is going to be like, yeah, we need another one of these. Escape so, your room. So, th- so this one would actually be a, a nice surprise on Netflix as it's going to be a pretty decent movie that you haven't it's seen. Worth, you, don't, you don't have to run out. Mm-hmm. And, and like from the look of the box office gross or how many people were in the theater, y'all aren't. So did you see it with your lady friend? Who- I did. She she is a fan of I meant the the, the lady who likes No, to, no, my no, lady friend as no, in my wife. No, I meant, I saw it with my wife. Not no. Not that woman. No. Who, let's call her theater lady. Sure. So you didn't see her with that with her. No. Well, I she didn't approach me. There were there were slightly more people in this and I didn't like I didn't do a tally. Did or, you go, hey, I wonder if I didn't friend's take attendance here. like just being like, Hey crazy lady, are you <laughs> Hey Chatty Kathy, you you in here? Wait, I didn't do that. Okay. Well, my my out. lady friend wife, I saw I saw this with her. <laughs> but yeah, it's honestly it's a it's a pretty pretty solid injury. Like I said, not fantastic, but if you have the chance to check it out like maybe on Redbox or mm-hmm. Netflix or whatever, like it, it was enough that I did not and it's it's pretty brisk. I want to say it's only like an hour and 40 minutes. So, oh. like it's not a big time commitment. It's solid enough. Like it's interesting. You've got to do some computation Are like the puzzles interesting? Yeah. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Like it's a it's a solid enough like entry that probably will not see a sequel. I see. Okay, so Escape Room, okay movie. Kid Who Would Be King, okay movie. And apparently Adam's the only one seeing them. So yes. yeah. you're you're not gonna be you're not gonna be mad if you go see either one of these movies. But you're probably not gonna know anyone else who has seen them. Though though maybe that woman is the one that wants to get uncomfortably close to you um in a three hundred person theater. She may be there. Yeah, she may. And she'll like Evidently, I was not talking to her as much as she wanted me to, so maybe maybe she is going to seek you out. I would hope so. Yeah. So, thank you so much for listening. Adam will review more movies that people probably will not have seen, because the start of the year is never... It, it's never full of blessings, really. No, I mean, Glass, like, was probably... Yeah, the biggest. That was probably the biggest thing you're going to see for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Like. I want to say nothing probably until March. Yeah, I think when aren't we just on countdown for Captain uh, Marvel or Captain Marvel? Which what, what was the? I, other? I, I was thinking of Thor's not Thor, but Thanos's snappy snap. Well, when yeah, that, Captain April? Marvel hits. Yeah, it, it, it'll hit then. Captain Marvel's in March. I'd have to double check it, but like, there's just not a lot of. There's not a whole lot 
that you just are, they're not any must just must sees right yeah. now. Okay, well, that's why we do another podcast about streaming because there are many must sees there. So thank you for listening, and we'll be back again next week on PGS. What's it called again? Parental guidance suggested. That's, that's such a mouthful. I know, and we haven't it? even put our names at the end of it. I know, ridiculous. <laughs>